Hello, welcome to another episode of the Market Lane Coffee podcast. This is a follow-up episode from the last episode we did talking about the Las Palomas. We had the chance to have a Zoom call with uh, Leonardo Hinao of Fica Las Palomas and we talked about a lot of things, organics, coffee varieties, uh, what makes uh, Chiroso a special variety, how his coffee is farmed and uh, his fermentation process as well. It was a really interesting conversation. We tried to distill most of the information that you need uh, for working in the shops to the first podcast. So if you just listen to the first one, that's fine. But to get a lot more information and to hear it from Leonardo himself, please do listen on and I hope you enjoy the chat. Hey, Jason. Hey, how are you? Good, you? Good, thank you, yeah, good, thank you. Thank you very much for um, taking the call. <laughs> Thank you for the invitation. Oh, yeah, pleasure. So I wanted to ask you about your farm first, Los Palomas. We're really excited to have it at Market Lane. We um, we bought just 1,000 kilos um, from Melbourne Coffee Merchants and about 600 for Market Lane. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we're really excited. That it's, it's tasting really nice at the moment. Um, it's tasting really I'm glad. nice. Cupping it and we're about to roll it out this week for the for the shops. Um, mm-hmm. So really excited um but yeah we're curious how how did you um uh how did you come to own the farm you bought it a few years ago is that right yeah six seven years ago i think Mm -hmm. but yeah it's it's our family project uh with my wife and and my brother and i Mm -hmm. uh we don't have a tradition in coffee growing in general uh we studied um kind of food engineer it's called agro agro industrial uh, mm-hmm. engineer. Uh, so we don't have a tradition in coffee or growing coffee or my dad or my grand my grandfather in coffee. Mm-hmm. But we love coffee in a way that we wanted to produce one of the best best coffees in in Colombia, and um, we decided to buy a farm, mixing the traditions learning from the growers because you know when you um finish the university you think that you are engineer and you have to a lot of stuff to to show to to you know you have to too much to learn Mm -hmm. instead to educate the, the producer or teaching some thing to the producers so we mix uh, the traditions, learning from the producers, uh, the, the practices, fermentation process, the best varieties, the best shades and everything. Mm-hmm. And mixing with the science in, in a way to try to find the best um, weather or the best climate for, for coffee. Mm-hmm. In this case, we know that uh, the best coffee for high quality coffees, you can find in, in regions with a uh, range of temperature between 17 to 23 Celsius degrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know in Fahrenheit. It's okay, we're, right? Uh, or, yeah, we're in Celsius, yeah. yeah. Ah, okay, yeah. perfect. 17 to 23 uh, Celsius degrees. And that's the best um, condition for, for, for plants, for coffee plants in this case. Is uh, in Colombia, it means uh, high altitude coffees above 18, 1900 in this case. And, um, and that's because the 
most of the people in the coffee industry thinks that coffee in high altitude coffees is they have a slow maduration you know uh, and that's why the the cup quality is is better than other areas and it's not actually is because the the coffee plants are in the best uh, range for the photosynthesis so they produce the, the plants in that range of temperature. They, they uh, produce a lot of sugars, minerals, etc. So the, the beans are more dense or density beans. So uh, the quality is, is better in that, that area. So in 2014, uh, in, I went to Urao because uh, in 2014, Urao and Antioquia won the Cup of Excellence for the first time with uh, Carmen Cecilia Montoya. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I went to, to, to route to know the, the area and the producer. And you went there, right? Jason? Uh, not to Ural. No? No? No. 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 Oh, a Caicedo maybe? No, no, I don't think so, no. Just um, no? Yeah, and um, to Pitalito and yeah, but not to, not to Ural. No. Oh, I thought. You've been there. Okay, so it's Raza Valley. It's different from other regions because in Colombia, the, 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 it's normal to see the, uh, a big river, in, the case, in this case, uh, Magdalena or Cauca, mm -hmm. and, um, and the mountains are going to 2,000 meters, but with a river on, on the bottom, right? So Raza, a flat land, no river, big river like Magdalena and uh, or Cauca. So uh, you can find some perfect condition for coffee. In this case, it's a valley at 1950, 1950 meters above sea level. Mm -hmm. And the temperature is perfect. The temperature is between uh, 16 to 21 with an average of 19 mm -hmm. in the whole year. A lot of humidity, a lot of rain, which is good for plants also. So um, we looked in in a farm in the area, and we found some we found some one farm, a big farm. In total, is 40, 40 hectares, uh, and fifteen hectares of that forty hectares are in um, a forest, a hundred percent forest, mm -hmm. and we are growing um, each year by year. Uh, 5,000, 10,000, 15,000 trees because I don't have the enough money to plant mm -hmm. at the once. So, uh, yeah, so we found this farm. Um, the, 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 all, the last owner, he left the farm because of the violence. Rao was, was very well known for, for the war between guerrillas and paramilitares. Mm -hmm. and, and actually in, the, in that area, uh, a governor and a minister well, they were killed in that area. So Rao was kind of red zone for mm. in terms in terms of violence and everything. So the, the guy left the Rao 20 years ago. And when I talked to the guy, he, he said, yeah, yeah, the farm is on sale because I never will be back on, on that area because he lost uh, a cousins, uh, uncles and, and that war. So he left that region but right now it's different and um from since 10 years ago the, the things are going better mm. and um 
so we negotiated the, the farm. I bought the farm with my family and we planted at the beginning um, 15,000 trees of caturra, mostly. Uh, caturra, normal caturra, that's another discussion about the varieties. Mm -hmm. But also uh, the, the chiroso. Chiroso, chiroso. Mommy. Sorry. Um, Chiroso is a, a new kind of new variety, at least because it's new because it's growing since 10 years ago, I think. But the Chiroso, I, I don't want to use the word Caturra Chiroso or Bourbon Chiroso because I, I think we talked about, but uh, because, you know, you can find Chiroso, the small one, like Caturras, but it's not Caturra, and the, the tallest uh, trees like Bourbon, but they are not Bourbon because Bourbon, Caturra, Antipica, they belong to a one family and the coffee tree genealogy, right? And uh, Chiroso, according to the last genetic uh, test, Chiroso belongs to the Ethiopian landresses. Mm -hmm. Landres? Landres? Yep. Yep. It's, it's, it's the same family of the geishas. Mm. The same. So Chiroso is more related with the geishas than the Caturras, Antipicas, and Bourbon. These are different. Um, the doctor who is doing these uh, testings, he said, but what is the, the reason that uh, Ethiopian landrace is in Urrao, Antioquia, in Colombia? May, maybe because some grower in Betulia, which is a uh, next town uh, close to Urrao, mm. uh, he went to the Seneca Cafe, Seneca Cafe in Caldas. Uh, they, uh, they have the, a garden with more than 600 um, varieties in, yeah. in, in uh, it's a big collection in about varieties in coffee. So you can find a lot of even different species like Liberica, Excelsa, Eugenoides, yeah. um, and a lot of uh, varieties from the Ar Arabicas species. And maybe he brought some seed and planted um, in Betulia. Uh, and, and this is funny because the people started to grow this chiroso because it seems very productive. It's very high yield mm. uh, variety, but not for the, the good cup quality. Um, and we realized after years that chiroso is very good, high quality profile. So when I tasted the chiroso, I decided to grow mostly of the farm in that variety, in chiroso. And right now is almost 70% of the small chiroso and 20, 25% in tall chiroso. Mm -hmm. So it's, a, it's different from Bourbon and whatever. Um, just and on, yes. Sorry to interrupt, Leo. Just on that, why do they call it uh, Bourbon chiroso or, um, or Katura chiroso? Is it just because there are two distinct size differences between... Plant? Yes, the sizes. Yeah, the sizes. Caturra is, is um, compact, is small, mm. and Bourbon is the tall one. Mm. But the people call Caturra Chiroso, which is wrong because it's different families. Caturra is different than Chiroso in, in a genetic way. Mm. But for describe the size, you can say Caturra because it's small and Bourbon because it's tall, mm. right? But, but these different families. So the correct naming will be a small chiroso and tall chiroso, for example. Yeah. Do they do a genetic uh, between the difference between the small and the large chiroso or 
Uh, yeah, the, the, the tall one is uh, is the uh, the mother of the genetic, and the this the, the tall one is the, the, the mother, and the uh, a small one is a mutation from the from the tall one. That, that's what the, the doctor said. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, chiroso is it has it has this uh, this flavor of kind of floral, lemon, high acidity. I really like that coffee. So we decided to, to grow that coffee. At the beginning, we planted these uh, 16,000 trees and I fall in love about the organic uh, production. And um, it was really hard. It was really, because we, we started with the uh, fertilizers and all kind of stuff, herbicides, which is uh, normal for growing coffee in, in Colombia. And when we took the decision to be organic, it was really hard because many plants died, almost the 70 to 80 percent. Mm -hmm. So I understand now we lost time and money. Obviously, we understand now why. Why is the reason we we failed in that that case? Because you know when you if you want to grow organic, you have to prepare the the soil and the land first, and then grow the coffee and we did the other way we grow the coffee first and then the shade and everything which is is wrong it's, it's not the way to be organic right now we are growing the shade we are back to the only using the chemical fertilizers and and we are doing some um organic practices like bokashis and compost uh liquid fertilizers, everything with the uh, microorganisms mm -hmm. and it's, it's, it's going better. So we are doing right now the transition to the organic, but it will take maybe around four to five years because the shade is very important mm -hmm. and a tree like guamos or another shade trees that we use in coffee, it takes between five to 10 years to grow. Mm -hmm. And then when we bought the when we bought the the, the farm, the, it was used for for cattle, you know, cows and whatever. And um, so no shade and very compact soil. So it was really hard to try to be organic. But we did. We failed. We learned a lot. And then we are going to do, we are going to do uh, the organic, but with that transition. Mm -hmm. So, for, for example, right now we are mixing 50% of chemical fertilizer with 50% uh, of organic matter and compost and bokashi and everything. We are using some organic control for, for roya, for example. Mm -hmm. it's, it's called, in Spanish, is polysulfuro de calcio, which is a, um, a mix in hot boiling water with sulfur and calcium. And that produce a kind of liquid uh, spray for, for, for Roja and, and everything. And it's kind of organic uh, practices in wine and the vineyards in Europe. So we are learning a, a, a lot um, mm. about that. And yeah, we now right now we have uh, almost 8,000 trees of Chiroso in full production. Uh, this year, uh, the harvest will be at the end of the year, and we will have another 16,000 trees in full production. So we, we expect this year the production increase. Mm -hmm. 
What sort of Bidan? Sorry to interrupt. What sort of land area? No what sort of land area is that over the the number of trees? Like uh, five hectares or? In coffee? Um, yeah, coffee, yeah. Yeah, in coffee, right now it's 10 hectares, but we have, we have two hectares in fall production, mm -hmm. uh, four more hectares that um, will start production this year. Mm -hmm. And we are growing another uh, two or, or almost four hectares, and, mm -hmm. but they are small, like one year old. Mm -hmm. They will start in two years because for coffee, it takes between two to three years to, to start production. Mm -hmm. Because, like I said, I don't have the mo enough money to, to invest and mm -hmm. grow at, at once the, the total yeah. hectare we have available. We still have, we, have, we still have some hectares for growing coffee, maybe next year, because I found some variety very unique with the... Um, Actually, a, a friend brought some seed from some Sunny Cafe. He seems like a Kenya. He tastes like a good Kenyans with that uh, acidity and, and the flavor mm -hmm. is very unique in, in Kenyan coffees. So I save room. I save room for, for that if maybe it will be good. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, with, with that, uh, Chiroso, we won the Cup of Excellence 2020 last mm -hmm. year under the name of Finca Los Tres Mosqueteros because, because it's a project between my, my brother, uh, Felipe, now I'm a, a friend who is in charge of the farm, mm -hmm. uh, Jorge, and, and me. So my brother called the project Los Tres Mosqueteros, which is the, the three mosqueteers. <laughs> uh, that's the translate. And, and this year we participated with, uh, under my name, Leonardo Enao, and we, we got the 16... Congratulations! Wow, I saw that. That's, uh, that's an amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thing. Yeah. What was the um? What was your motivation for entering Cup of Excellence last year? You, you wanted to see how the coffee was compared to the rest of Colombia, or a challenge, or yeah, a challenge. We wanted to be the geishas because mm -hmm. geishas <laughs> taking taking over the, the the contest, the Cup of Excellence in Colombia, like this year, mm -hmm. number one to ten, I think, is mm -hmm. is geishas. And last year, the, the first one was the Chiroso and second to the seven or nine ranker was Geishas. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to prove that Chiroso can beat the, the Geishas and actually yeah. did. So, so yeah, it's, it's kind of, also it's, it's good for the prize is, is, is good. Right now, uh, we haven't received the, the money for the action, the last action in 2020. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know if it's, it is good or not. It will be a surprise. Yeah. And surprisingly, it takes no. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, the, 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 the ship, surely. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. 20, 2020 is already sold, but they mm -hmm. haven't paid to the producers. Mm. I don't know why it takes a lot. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, the motivation is also Urao is is not well known for for high quality coffees. You know, in Colombia, are uh, mm. famous for example Nariño, Huila, Cauca, Tolima, but Antioquia is not. Antioquia was always like a only volume and high productive and low quality. So we are trying to to show that Antioquia also has some good coffees in this case with Urao. And 
How did you, did you have a separate um, lot that you put into Cup of Excellence or do you just choose, um, do you have like one estate lot or did you do a special picking or? Injury? Yeah, we, mm, to be honest, uh, last year we, we had uh, small production, so um, low production because it's not too much coffee, 8,000 trees, mm. but we picked with uh, uh, women especially because they are very um, focused on only ripe uh, uh, cherries. Mm -hmm. And we ferment as the growers do in Ura, which is eight days, mixing five days of pickings, mm -hmm. um, mixing the, the Monday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, etc and fermenting for eight years, eight, eight days, sorry, mm -hmm. eight days. And that's the way the Inurao is doing the fermentation process. So that was the same. We are doing the same. Mm -hmm. We are not trying to innovation and, and everything. No, it's not. It's just the common practice in Urao because it's the, the temperature of the water is very, really cold. Mm -hmm. So that, that permits long fermentations. So we, we, we add the, the, the days of pickings, mixing everything, mm -hmm. and then washed. Uh, for last year, we, we used the small chiroso. And this year, I thought maybe it will be better because you use the, the, the tall chiroso. Mm -hmm. For me, it's, 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 it's better than the, the small one. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes the judges, uh, they like the geisha flavor and mm -hmm. pick the, the geisha because it's easy to pick also mm -hmm. but no, no no it's not you know, it's not a problem but it's we we will continue to participate in, in the cup of excellence and demonstrating that churros is better than geishas <laughs> and what sort of what size lot did you contribute to cup of excellence last year and this year was it um just a small portion of the farm or yeah, it's a small portion because last year the lot was bigger than this year. Last year was 18 cartons of 30 kilos. Mm -hmm. And this year we participate with a small one, nine cartons of 30 kilos. Oh, wow. So in parchment is less than 250 kilo, kilos in, in parchment. So wow. it's a small, it's a small, because one hectare you can produce. 2000 kilos in one in one hectare per year so we picked that coffee in in one week in one week yeah excellent um do you think you'll enter next year as well yeah yeah we will be there yeah. trying to be the the geishas yeah <laughs> i think next year we will be the second semester of 2022 i think this year mm -hmm. we don't have more cup of excellence so mm -hmm. we we have a a long gap between one and another cup of excellence but mm -hmm. yeah yeah it will be interesting yeah okay and and so with your um processing the the farm the farm came with a small mill and fermenting tanks and things like that no, we are using actually the, the old tanks and the old the old uh, pulper. We are we are this year we with we are thinking to build a new wet mill with bigger tanks because right now, this year we will have uh, more coffee than last year. 
Um, but yeah, this year we will build a new a new wet mill. But it will be the same wet mills in the area with using bricks and everything. We are not using metal or, or stainless steel or whatever. We don't we, we don't use that. We like to 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 do the practices as the old growers do normally and produce great coffee. Mm. So, yeah. but yeah, this, this year we will build some new tanks, a new dryers for for coffee. New dryers as well. Yeah, like um, a patio or uh, raised beds or parabolic with the plastic. Oh, parabolic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yep. Excellent. Um, and how long does the drying take? It's very cold. Does it rain a lot up there or is it quite dry? Yeah, depending on the weather. Last year was really good in terms of weather because we had rain, but not as much as on other years in, during the harvest. Mm -hmm. So it takes between one week and two weeks, depending on the, on the weather. On the, mm -hmm. Because it's a high altitude. Um, the farm is between 1960, 100 meters to 2000, almost 2200. Mm -hmm. So in high altitude, the, the, the sun and the brightness of the sun is very high. So mm. it's, it's very good heat for, for drying coffee. So yeah. you can, if you have three or four days of good sun, you can dry coffee in for three or, or four or four days. Wow. Okay. That, de that, that depends on the, the weather, but the weather. right now it's, it's, it's crazy this, this last month. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. we didn't have the dry period that, that we always have during January, February, March. It's normally it's dry, dry season and this year rain a lot. So flowerings for the next harvest are very low. It seems very low in every part of the country. Mm -hmm. So the harvest maybe this uh, the end of the year will be less than than twenty twenty. Yeah. And so once the coffee is um, dried in parchment, it's a is it a long drive back to Medellin? Because I assume the coffee goes to the to the Pergamino mill in Medellin. Is that right? Yes, four hours by truck. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not that long and, uh, mm -hmm. and the um, warehouse in Medellin is, it has really good condition for, for storage and we storage with a uh, grain pro and everything. And, mm -hmm. and yeah. also we ship with vacuum, mm -hmm. everything is vacuum. So that preserves the quality of the yeah. coffee. And do you know where your coffee uh, ends up? I, obviously some comes to Australia, but um... Does some go to um, Asia or Europe? Yeah, we sold uh, because I have a relation with Sweet Marias in the US for a long time. Mm -hmm. So most of the coffee is going to Sweet Marias and, um, and a little to Asia, Singapore, mm -hmm. especially Singapore and Japan sometimes, but the small quantities also. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, most of them is for, to, uh, to Sweet Marias in the US. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, and I had another question about um, just about the farm. What does the what does the name mean, Los Palomas? Los Palomas. Yeah. Uh, did you know which what is Palomas in English? Is doves? Is doves. The doves, right? 
D O V E S. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. it's a kind of it's a kind of sweet word, right? <laughs> for for a person. So my wife, my wife, because I'm uh, I'm kind of white in a way. So he called me Palomo because Palomo is white. <laughs> so we are Los Palomos. <laughs> my daughters, my my daughters, and my and my wife, we are Los Palomos. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and who manages the farm? Because you're not there, um, always, no. obviously. Yeah, manage uh, the manager is Jorge Cuellar. Is a big, uh, it's a, a friend of mine from 15 years ago. I met um, Jorge working in Caldas, and um, when I bought the farm, I thought he was the right person. And right now, he is the right person to manage the farm. He is. Living with the, with his family, he is actually from actually he is from Willa, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he's managing the farm. And we are friends more than boss and employee, you know. And uh, yeah, he's taking care of everything. And and actually, in these times, because I can't go to the farm because of the strikes, mm. he's taking everything, and everything is good. And he sent me pictures of what we are doing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Jorge Cuellar is is a is a real coffee grower. <laughs> and you're mentioning that you have um, seasonal workers, pickers come to the farm. Do you have seasonal workers throughout the year, or is it just I mean temporary workers throughout the year, or is it just um, through picking, through harvesting? We don't. We we uh, the um, the wives of the employees. Mm-hmm. They, they 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 are the the pickers. So we employ the, the 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 man in this case for weeding and spray everything or apply fertilizers and everything. And the women are picking the coffee, mm-hmm. the wives of, of them. And sometimes during the harvest and the peak for the harvest, uh, Jorge uh, brought some guys from Willa, friends of, of him, very nice person. And we don't have problems with uh, labor and or work and come so because this, the the smallest is still the farmers is still uh, small compared with uh, Santa Barbara or Pergamino in this case because which is big is mm. one hundred or two hundred hectares in production that means you need maybe four hundred pickers that's crazy for me yeah. I only need ten or fifteen mm-hmm. at the most. Yeah. And I want to keep that way because it's really hard to handle the, the people and pickers. It's really hard. So we wanted to keep in between 10 to 20 pickers during the harvest. Mm-hmm. And right now, for example, it's just five women working maybe mm-hmm. every day, every every week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because in Urab is very, or Colombia in general is very special that you have to pick coffee almost every two weeks is mm. different than Central America that is is focusing two or three months to harvest and the rest of the the year is no pickers, not needed to yeah. pick. Uh, yeah. So it's just the two just two main harvests. You don't have a, a blend as they do in um I think it was in Tolima we saw that they were harvesting coffee almost year round. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah it's pretty much the same. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I think we covered it. We covered it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, 
uh, Leonardo. It was really interesting to um, chat and learn more about Los Palomas. Thank you. And we'll, um, I've got some, um, some tasting notes. I'll send you them uh, in an email, but it's tasting really nice at the moment and we're excited. Okay, thank you. I'm glad. Yeah, and thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Okay, okay Jason. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care.